Welcome to the show. Welcome to your ears. Welcome to your car. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the raw raw room. Yeah, I don't know how to. I mean, With I, Taylor maybe Osborne. We should, maybe we should talk about like how we're going to actually open that. Cause. No, that works. That was good. That was a good opening. <laughs> You're happy, right, people? Yeah, see, they love it. They love it. Yeah. Taylor Osborne for episode 13. Or, or what are you, what are you called today? What, is, what are we going to call you? Um, Oh, my name? Yeah. Yeah, just Taylor Osborne, I think, is good. No, but right? you got names, I mean, man. Like, we got a bunch of names. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, like, when we were rapping together, uh, I went as um, Professor Cornelius. Proko. Uh, when I made beats, Dr. Mustafa. Mustafa. Uh, Mu, a- not Mo. Mu. Mustafa. Mu. Uh, AKA Shitty Tom Waits. Shitty Tom Waits. AKA Elton John Holmes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a while ago. It's good to be it's good to be back in this luxury. That was yesterday. Um, <laughs> that was yesterday. <laughs> That's every day. Um, I'm I'm happy to be here. I traveled many miles yeah yeah we lost Proco to, to Portland hmm. it's a weird place why'd you go to Portland why did I go to Portland um I uh you know as, as much as I would love to um be able to uh make music and and uh you know do everything else that I do all day I haven't uh found somebody willing to pay me to do that so I uh I moved for uh for day job reasons um but it's 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 a great city i mean it's it's other than santa fe it's it's probably my favorite city in the world um that i've been to anyway so that might change <laughs> but oh, that's it's, great it's, it's dark it's opposite it is it's um it's a yeah, it's, it's still a, very liberal and it's you know it's in a lot of ways similar. it's liberal it's it's liberal in a, in a in a different way than santa fe for sure um it's it it's um it's liberal in a way that's uh I don't want to say more self well no more self conscious um but it's uh I don't know it's it's been interesting um yeah adjusting to the culture and um I think that my assessment of it initially was maybe um maybe a little unfair and I think if if you come from somewhere that's um as culturally uh unique and 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 with as as strong a culture as somewhere like Santa Fe it's hard to adjust I mean it's it's you know I'm, you're always making fun of New Yorkers for bitching about how everywhere else they go isn't New York you know and I've found myself doing doing the same thing so um, I'm trying to not be mad at them for not being uh, New Mexicans <laughs> oh man awesome cool well so you went to Portland we used to be in a band called State of the Mingo you may know us from wearing tights and dresses and rapping and being irreverent and funky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Corazon days, good old days. Um, but the, the band kind of kind of dissipated uh, around 2013. We all kind of started doing different things. But we're still here. Yeah, that was the birth of OG Willikers was actually as as part of the the group State of the Mingo. Uh, some of y'all probably know it. A lot of you probably don't. Um, but we're going to remind you here pretty quick. It was a birth of a lot of things. Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was, you were doing that. And, and I think that was our first, uh, our first foray into hip hop or anything electronic. I mean, I think that's actually how we, well, known each other forever, but that's how we started doing this. It started cause I was playing acoustic music solo with my singer songwriter style. I was really into like alt country style music. And uh, I was also learning to be an audio engineer, so I started working or taking classes at the community college. Met Taylor in a cl- well, we already knew each other, but we we became partners for this class, uh, where we had to make songs using stuff we learned in that class from Reason. Yeah, so the class was Reason it. and Ableton Live, um, and then yeah, and then perform yeah. it. Yeah, and so we we made some stuff, but nothing really. That we wanted to perform and then uh, I was like well I got these songs I made on Reason a few months ago these silly rap songs that I made because I was too drunk to write real music it was kind of like my attitude at the time like I'm just making silly rap songs I'm not trying to make it like anything other than something to show to my friends and laugh about how silly it is that I was rapping it is weird <laughs> yeah I mean so like <laughs> yeah I mean that like that brings up two things for me and the first is like um you know how you know basically that's like that's sort of been the course of of my life uh, on a personal level is like we basically like were envisioning uh like an uncle tupelo cover band and ended up rapping instead and i think the second is like you know we we played that show and we were kind of like well that, that was actually pretty fun we should keep doing that and and um, yeah cuz i had those songs so we performed them but really we were trying to become we talked about you played bass for me at a show at Meow Wolf when Meow Wolf was just oh, that, that's uh, right. uh, like, warehouse on Hopewell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, right. Butt Lumps. Shout out Butt Lumps. Butt Lumps. <laughs> yeah, if you're out there, Butt Lumps. Butt Lumps played with us that Love night. You, girl. Alex DeVore played that night. And uh, we were playing all alternative country songs. We want to make a band with that. But then we're like, oh, we got this homework assignment. Let's just do this silly let's rap just, thing real quick. Do... Well, that's what's so funny about it, man, is like... Um... Like we played that first show and it was like, we were like, let's just keep doing that. And about five minutes later, we were like, wow, this is hard. Uh, <laughs> like, this is really not, e- you know, it's sort of this, this thing that, that we sort of saw as being a, um, you know, sort of a, an amusing distraction. You know, we've, we've spent, well, that was, I don't know what, seven years ago now. And it's like. Our actual first release was in 2010, so this was probably eight years ago. Yeah, I mean, when, so and, and now and, that's a long time to put together. So that was probably about a year. So we're coming up on a decade, and 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 I'm like, man, I still suck. <laughs> like, well, um, it was just at the time I was growing tired of being an acoustic singer songwriter. So and my approach to hip hop originally was like try a different genre of music. It, I didn't realize about the whole world and culture of hip hop. Uh, as deeply as in the last eight years that I've spent studying the music and learning it and growing to fall in love with the actual 
what the essence of hip hop is compared to like what I was back then. It was like, you know, like Eminem and 50 Cent were like big on the radio. I guess that was a little after that, but like that's kind of a lot of the hip hop I knew came from that. I didn't dig real deep until, until later. Into the, the I mean, I knew about like atmosphere and Aesop rock and I loved that stuff, but I never tried to make that music. Well, let me, let me ask you this then. Do you think that, um, do you think that, that for, any genre of music in general, but but for hip hop in particular, do you feel like assimilating uh, into the culture is is necessary to to truly master the craft? Um, like in other words, I mean, do you think what's holding me back is like I always showed up to shows in you know cowboy boots and a Sun Records T-shirt? I mean, I don't think uh, so because that's not. We weren't really trying to be like hip hop. We were entertainment that rapped we were a rap band we were we were kind of novelty we started growing out of that near the end but that's what we what started that we wore costumes we had smoke machines <laughs> and it was really when the mingo split up and i said you know i still uh, you know i really love hip-hop this is really awesome i love the the challenge the lyricism the way you can say anything you want uh the way you can collaborate with all these other artists uh you know it was a really fun way to work on music and so I had to find my own identity after that and and so it, assimilating wasn't like oh I gotta I gotta fit in now you know in a way it was I have to like find my niche figure out where how I'm gonna navigate this but it was more the more I studied the more I learned the more I respected it the more I understood it and so it kind of naturally changed where I came from with the craft so it's I don't know I mean the community yeah I mean the community is interesting uh I don't know of any other um, any other genre of music that that inspires the same. Um, I mean, obviously, anywhere you go, you know, you're you're gonna have you know people doing the same thing, uh, you know, group grouping with one another. But um, hip hop's interesting because it, it's at least in New Mexico. Um, I, I found that 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 the sense of community there is is um, on a different level. I think that that can work for or against you. You know, I think you've got um, the outstanding citizens thing uh, that you're involved in, which is super cool. But I think the other <laughs> the the uh, the dark side to that, I guess, is like um, hip hop's the only genre I've ever played where um, you have just like random drunks wandering onto the stage with you, being like, "I'm a rapper. Let me bust a flow." Um, let me freeze and like you would never like you would never go to a rock and roll show we did have that problem and, back and, in the day and, I remember and, that now yeah like you would never go to yeah you'd never go to like a like a I don't know like a punk show right and be like no I'm a punk rocker too like give me your guitar uh, like let me I mean that <laughs> is know? part of the communal uh, thing from that because it's not like because songs are written the vocal part is a part of the song where in hip hop the beat is like free form like come jump on and there's an etiquette to that and that's just playing in bars i guess but yeah i, I can see that i haven't really seen that i remember those times when that was a problem we had at our shows but that's I not too know. common anymore i mean generally if you're do you think it's just because we encouraged audience participation as much do you think it was just like we were very drunks were more yeah. obnoxious eight years ago uh, <laughs> i think we were i think we kind of invited you remember, we've both been uh, jumped at shows. We, that is true. <laughs> um, actually, Not jumped, but we've both taken shiners away from shows. Well, and, and one of those guys was... Um, <laughs> Different shows, same same event, same venue, I mean. Same venue, yeah. Yeah, Nick's basement. Um, Dressed as Batman for me. <laughs> Don't dress like but, Batman unless you expect to be treated like Batman. You like... You like 
waved your cape at them, right? And like, yours is way cooler than mine. Mine was like I was taking a leak in an alley, and like, <laughs> like a guy punched me in the face and ran off. Um, well, wasn't when we heckling? Wasn't there some heckling going on during well, okay, the show? So here, it was right after our set. Here's what happened. Um, like, this guy and his friends came into came into this bar we were playing, and um, one of them like got up on stage and was just fucked up uh, and like came in fucked up and like was trying to like grab the mic from me like mid verse and was like I'm a freestyle rapper um and at that point that had happened enough times that like I probably could have been kinder to him um in front of everybody but I was like dude this is not open mic night um <laughs> like I mean I I, I did kind of go off on him and I, I think I did embarrass the guy and and um yeah, I didn't think much of it, and, and um, you know, I, I you know, after the show, um, you know, I really had to pee, and, and the bar that we were playing at, um, like, I really didn't want to pee in that bathroom because I don't have chlamydia, and I didn't want that to change. So, uh, <laughs> so I went and you know, peed in an alley, which is way more sanitary. Um, and this, you know, the the guy and his friends walked up, and and you know, yeah. Like the guy recognized me and walked up. I mean, I'm literally standing there with my dick in my hand. Uh, Were you wearing a dress and, this evening? No, I was wearing like normal clothes uh, that evening. Um, but I like when I did wear a dress, I I hit a guy. Yeah, wow, actually, yeah. There, like, there's a lot of violence. we're a rowdy bunch, actually. Like, evidently, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, man. Like there were like we have a lot of stories about like that like end with like and then I hit a guy or like and then a guy hit me um, and like we're our we're, first show someone got stabbed so and got, was like bleeding out in front of the bar that's after so our first weird. show yeah I mean because like we're rapping about like Dungeons and Dragons and like you know I mean we're we're very much I think like you know rap about like you know I mean we're I think in a lot of ways sort of like those sort of early 80s rappers you know it's like yeah you rap about like sneakers and taking your father's car without his permission um like you know so we weren't like we were irreverent you we know were. we were fun we were we weren't like re- we rebels were like hardcore gangster rappers and yeah for whatever reason like um and i don't know if that's just like we were just smart the Santa ass Fe bar scene um Goofs. and like yeah yeah and and just like um I will say that about Santa Fe is like we have the worst drunks of anywhere in the country. I don't know if it's the altitude, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we are a town full of shitty drunks, um, and like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> like, um, gets worse the later year out, I guess. Oh uh, well, you know, gr- nothing good ever happens after midnight, right? Mom was right again. Are you ready? fingers as you make the following reaches. Strike the colon. 
release it instantly. That was um, that was a random track of mine that we just uh, <laughs> we just broke into. It has a um, name. It has a name. So the the, the song is called uh, is called Dexedrim Boogie, and it's um, it's off of an EP to be released in April. Of uh, it's it's uh, uh, you <laughs> Zach's Zach's nodding his head like oh no kidding <laughs> great. in April okay April. That's, it that's is a month away you've only been working on it for years. five years there's a deadline and well, it's April and it's April I was just like well now that I've April told you first. Find people like yeah no <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I don't know April 20th um, 420 I feel yeah. like that's an important day for, for people for some for some people it was Maybe Hitler's birthday uh, too yeah well you know then yeah I'm definitely releasing that on April 20th like let's take that day back for sure like nothing else happens on April 20th right um, I'm just trying to think of other things I know <laughs> besides 420 420 420 um yeah I don't know 20th is good day April 15th maybe like tax day tax day um yeah some good shit should happen on that day right a lot of good April uh, April opportunities. April opportun- I guess. Opportunities. Um, yeah, no, I, I think. But now that I've committed to it, I think that that's well. Get it's, it done. It's, get it done. It's tough to. Um, it's 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 tough to uh, to. Well, it's tough for me to work on any project when, like, I'm really great at starting things, <laughs> and and I think that you. Um, 
were complaining while we were listening to to uh, Dexedrim Boogie in here that that I was um, not being as weird as I've been in the past. Or, you know, you got to be weirder, bro. I got to be entertain well, the listeners. We can talk about some of the weird shit I did. I mean, <laughs> like I, it's it's a. Um, <laughs> did you ever like uh, have somebody walk up to you and be like, "Do something funny"? Um, do something. Do funny. something weird. Be weird. Uh, so like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but like. I think that's a good segue into it is is all the weird shit I did. Um, like it's it's really hard to to focus on um, finishing an AP and just being like, all right, like I'm just gonna like this is a process. I'm gonna work on it from beginning to end because like halfway through, I'm like, well, you know, actually, what I really want to do is like build an instrument <laughs> to, you know, to finish this song. Like like the instrument, like I can hear something that doesn't actually exist yet. I'm gonna build that, and then I like go and do that thing, and then that leads to you know, and, and then, that's your circuit bending, like rather well, circuit bending, yeah, which is um, you're a fiddler, and and anybody, yeah, I mean anybody who's actually. Um, Interested in circuit bending, you know, listen, you know, like the, the one other guy that's into it, um, yeah, if, if he's out there listening right now. I mean, basically, so what, what circuit bending is, is, is you're going into, um, you're going into uh, uh, any kind of uh, analog electronic circuit that makes any kind of noise. So children's toys, old Casio keyboards. Um, one of the weirdest ones I ever saw was a, a Furby hooked up to a, an old Atari joystick. Um, and you're basically you're making connections that um, were never intended to be made in order to uh, to get new sounds. So you start with um, uh, I don't know uh, a children's talking laptop from the '90s, and, and hopefully by the end you have a children's talking laptop from the '90s shot out of a cannon by a demon, as heard by a passing satellite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like so there's there's really so when I say like yeah like I'm gonna build an instrument to you know uh, uh, you know finish this up I mean it, it's it's actually anybody who's who's interested in circuit bending is is rolling their eyes because it, it really that process really precludes any sort of predictability um, you're, you're sort of uh, at, at, at the mercy of, of whatever it is it's gonna do um, so maybe it's an excuse to procrastinate. I don't know. I mean, but it's it's, um, it's it's I, I I. That's that's been a huge part of my own personal journey. I guess is just being a better finisher. It's a challenge. It's, it's tough. A challenge. Yeah, you're a good starter though. You've come up with <laughs> twenty of the best ideas I've ever heard, and they've all. <laughs> That sound for those. A lot of, you, of them have yet to be realized, but they're all great <laughs> they're ideas. Great ideas. You just do one, do one. That sound for those and of then, you listening was me. Uh, and then do <laughs> another. Coffee out of my nose, dude. Yeah, do something and then do something. I think uh, I think Duchamp said that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's I, I guess it's it's also tough because I don't know. Like I don't know that I see a, a, a huge difference between or or any difference between you know what I do here versus circuit bending versus you know photography or you know whatever it is um so so that makes it harder to you know because i think i think people sort of expect that division and i guess the uh the the um exception to that would probably be emceeing um because rapping for me is is not something that i think a comes easily or, or b that i'm particularly 
skilled at. I think I'm a good performer. Um, but I've always been really self-conscious about about rap. I think my voice sounds like, <laughs> so it's like it's really hard to to get super into that. Um, Me too, man. But <laughs> I just learned to ignore it. Well, I think that that's what's cool about um, some of the greatest sound. Sometimes some rappers that I think are really cool have like terrible, terrible voices at first. Even like hell. Even looking back at like. Uh, like Neil Young I didn't like him at first because his voice was all weird and then I listened <laughs> to it a bit more and then it's like oh okay you know I like that now it's like a yeah, I'm the Neil Young of or, hip hop or Eminem has that high pitched voice going everybody, further back everybody always says Bob time. Dylan I think Lil Wayne like, has a crazy annoying voice but he's really popular Lil Wayne has a crazy annoying voice Lil Wayne is like Lil Wayne is like the rain man of hip hop um, <laughs> like says some like brilliant crazy shit sometimes but then he like yeah he's I mean Lil Wayne is the, the equivalent of like the guy that can you know can play you know uh, I don't know uh, a Beethoven sonata when he's four um, but like at 30 years old you know can't you know gets lost leaving his house you know on his front porch like I think that that's like this like Lil Wayne like um like tons and tons of raw talent but just I don't know I mean I'm not one to talk I guess I you know it's it's just listening to it you know listening to that I think that that's that's kind of my impression like it's hard for me to listen to a Lil Wayne album because it just feels so all over the place does that make sense definitely all over the place um, yeah, man. Well, cool. So um, we got this is my this is got, how I'm gonna get famous. I'm just like I'm start beef with Lil Wayne. <laughs> um, Lil Wayne versus Proco. Call him Rain Man. And yeah, no, I mean, which isn't an insult. He'll make her like it's just like it's a it's a totally different. It's something I can't do. Like I can't, I can't freestyle. Um, like it's 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 well, I mean, I, I could, but it's awful. It's terrible. It's like I guess not something I've ever put any effort in, but. Well, the challenge with freestyling, which I also have because I came from hip-hop as a composer of music, so freestyling wasn't like, didn't make sense to my to my songwriter mind. Uh, and I, you know, I've learned it's a different, we were talking about it earlier, it's a difference, like last episode, the guys came in and just laid down a bunch of sick freestyles, and we were listening to it earlier, and it's like, they, they just, uh, it just comes out of their heads, and and it's like a different thing. You don't judge it like you judge a written lyric. You judge it like, oh, that, that's the thing they thought of right then. Oh, they thought of that. Oh, cool, they made that work. Like, it's more, like, it's impressive when you get it down, but it's more, some people say they can freestyle, but they can't write. And then other people can write, and they can't freestyle. And I get surprised with people who say they can freestyle, but they can't write, because when they freestyle, it sounds like just awesome like, like better something than write I could write. Uh, yeah no, just write it down but yeah but like I don't know everyone has a different process and a different mind towards an approach towards what they make so it's it's hard to judge from another angle but but for me I'm, and then I'll see other people sit down and just spit out a verse in no time and then other people take days and days to get their uh, or years there's no yeah. um, no one <laughs> right way to do it well I think that that's I mean so yeah I think I think you know, you touched on two things, and 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 the first is like for me, um, yeah, I think it uh, my inability to to freestyle probably comes from mostly just a, a, a crippling phobia of saying the wrong thing, um, and like I'm already like backtracking in my head everything that I've said so far and been like, you know, is that okay? 
Um, so freestyling is really scary for me because you are just sort of like you're you you're almost you're you're putting your mouth on autopilot, um, and and so <laughs> and you like, have a lot of uh, thoughts that you have to work to censor sometimes. Well, I guess I don't know. I mean, you do like. <laughs> Yeah, well, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's kind of... And, and I mean, we all do. It, well, <laughs> yeah, no, just me. I'm. But you say things sometimes that you dirty. don't censor that are like, dang, dude, what? And you're like, did I just say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, just, oh, my bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> Free, you're, you'd be the best freestyler, dude. You don't think that? <laughs> um, y- yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess, well, and that's, that's the flip side of that, and that's what makes it so cool, right, is, is that hip-hop is... Um, it's... Uh, it's a it's a means and, and and maybe not just hip hop but music in general, uh, art expression. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I think like like, uh, but but music, since that's what we're talking about specifically, I think is a way uh, to get away with saying things that you that you wouldn't normally be able to say. Um, and and so yeah, I mean, I guess there's something to that. Maybe I maybe I should try freestyling and just fuck it, let it all out. Um, but there's so many elements of being creative. <laughs> that you do have very interesting. Yeah, I, I think of you as somewhat of an inventor or uh, uh, innovator. You transform things into other, maybe you're an alchemist. <laughs> well, I think that that's like, that's the second, uh, that's the second thing that I think you touched on that I think is really interesting is um, just the concept of process. You know, and, and, and I think that um, everybody's process is different, right? For, you know, I mean, it's, it's we talked about you get I remember we we had you know we did that one track where it was like you and me and and uh Samwise and Bo Breezy and Skrilla you know we had you know and 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 oh the seven rappers yeah seven guys sitting in a room writing a writing a song and they're all doing it seven different ways um and and I think that um I don't know a personal struggle for me has definitely been self-consciousness about my process right but not even like is this producing a a a product that's of value but but just like is this produce like is the way i'm producing this correct um which like i think i've really tried to grow out of recently i think well working with you i feel like that's the opposite like i was always the one trying to be like oh well that goes against this this and we, oh we gotta we can't use that sample because of this and oh and, th- and did you know that you know I was always that way and you were like whatever dude I made it you, you like it or not I think it's cool let's use it <laughs> like I it, so it's funny for you to say this but I think it was you you're more of kind of the free spirit creatively and that's what leads you into all these different avenues um, and maybe why you don't finish a lot of things is more that like you're just so you come up with a, a lot you're like an idea man they just keep popping off in your head and then you, you're like. So you're like, oh, well, I got to do this, but in order to do this, I should do this. And oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could do that? And then all of a sudden, you have all this. Right, and by the all by the time it's time to you know creations. Yeah, I'm on to the next thing. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, and and and, and that, that's I'm I'm flattered that you said that. I mean, it's it's um, I think that's that's what I strive for. I think when I'm at my best. Oh no, it wasn't a compliment, man. <laughs> that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that's kidding. fine I'm too, right? Kidding. I mean, um, when, I, when I'm when I'm I, at that's my why best, I was I'd the like funnel. To... We work well. <laughs> I'm like, those are good ideas. Now let's craft. Let's hone now them. Let's, let's. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and it 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 helps to know the rules. Um, <laughs> I, I you know, and, and that's not something that I've ever. I mean, I've I've to this day like intentionally not researched copyright laws 
um, <laughs> in, in regards to sampling. Because um, I just, like, I don't care. Uh, and, like, I don't want, I don't want to be, and, and I, I don't know. I mean, You're not making are, money. It's not like, well, for you, that's <laughs> not like a, an issue. Like, you're just making stuff. Right. For well, the sake of and, making and it. And if I, yeah, if I made something and it blew up and, you know, I sold 80 gajillion copies and, yeah, I mean, I guess I would have the money to buy the rights. So it doesn't matter anyway, right? So I can just, someone will let me know <laughs> when it's relevant, um, you know, about what I need to do. But, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, well, and I think that, I think it's interesting to see how, how music and, and, uh, visual arts sort of deviated in in their in their approach to those things i mean if you if you think of a hip-hop beat as a collage um you know you've you've got these elements sort of cut and pasted and rearranged and 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 with original content and and you're pulling from all these different sources and and um and and for whatever reason i think people are a lot more inclined to look down on that in a musical context and they are in a in a visual context you know i think it's it's to look at something um you know to, to look at to look at somebody using i don't know uh, bill withers sample um <laughs> right uh and and say well oh that's not even their music and i don't think that you get the same pushback in visual i don't think in general people are looking at know, richard hamilton and saying well that's not art um you know it it, it very much is um and i so i don't i don't know why philosophically um, we've we've drawn that distinction when when the methodology is so similar? I guess it's because the music industry and people <laughs> wanting their money, you know. And... Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess um, the uh, the shirtless man photographers uh, lobby was just weaker when when Richard Hamilton was doing his thing, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's uh, so I try to I guess um, if if somebody came to me and and said you know hey like this music you're making is illegal, um, I would rather be able to say like I didn't know you couldn't do that and have that be the truth. I'm sorry, like I have no idea. Um, you know, if it sounds good, release it. Somebody will tell me if I'm doing something wrong. You know, people are people are pretty good at that. Um, so I guess I've always, yeah, I've always relied on, you know, I guess I've, maybe that's my process is I just do whatever. And, and then, uh, yeah, if I'm fucking up too bad, somebody will let me know. That was usually me. <laughs> that was usually <laughs> you. Yeah. Which is really great. I mean, you're, uh, you're a good stankometer for sure. No, we had, we had great times and more good times in the future. You know, we may as well announce it. Yeah. We're having a baby. No pressure. Yeah. Um, day to the Mingo. We're pregnant, and uh, we're gonna release an album, baby, maybe. Uh, an album, baby, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think at I least think a few that tracks. We, we we've gotten together, dug through our old archives back from 2013 when we were gonna drop our album, our first LP, which we never made. We came out with two EPs, but we never dropped a full length, and we'd been working on it. And when the band when the band dissipated, we uh. I still had a big folder full of tracks so we dug through them and we've been talking over the years to play that you know like yeah let's make songs again why not uh and you know we we got together we even this week recorded a few few uh new verses and stuff so we got 
Well, there's new beats. I mean, there's new. We got new beats. We got old beats that no one's ever heard. Greatest hits record or or like a B size. I mean, this is sort of a a continuation of of what we had already been doing. And and, um, and shit, talk about a collage. I mean, it's it's us 2017 and us 2013 kind of. Like, what do we have? What do we still like? You know, what needs to be finished? What needs to be replaced? Well, I think that that's why we. What can we do better now? I think that's why we quit playing. Right? Is is we there were like. I don't know how many how many members did we have? I mean, 17, 18, 30. Um, <laughs> we had the bass player, guitar player, keyboard player, uh, backup vocalist for a minute, trumpet player for a while, trumpet, drummer, DJ, and then us, two MCs. Ugh, epic! And it then, was great. It yeah. was cool. We we were fun live. And it was great to play together. But I mean, there's a lot of. A lot of opinions. You can't like you work. can't. Well, and like our vision for it was like, oh, like it's going to be this democratic thing, and and uh, yeah, I don't know. Dem- democracy's messy, <laughs> and like you know, you can't. I don't know that you can run an eight-piece band by committee. Um, it, it fell apart for us because we instead of discuss. At first, we'd argue over which songs to play, and then we got more people's opinions and more arguments and disagreements and factions, and then it's like we argued over every note. Like, oh no, don't play that note. Oh, you play that note for too long. Oh, you know, just don't play any notes right there. You know, no, you if, know. If and then you're, if you're listening to this and 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 you you weren't there for for a, for an actual practice, you you might think that Zach is exaggerating. It's not. I mean, there were times where it, it would come down to an individual note, um, and yeah, we would we would break up into discussion groups. And I mean, it, like, I think not only that, but it was leading to like some pretty shitty songs I and mean, I think that that's what it was for me it's like I was fine with writing really great songs by committee even if it took forever you know, it's, it's you know like that's was the process for that group of people and, and if as long as we were putting out good work I was fine with it but I think that the problem was that we were um, we were writing really shitty music and we couldn't stop um, <laughs> I think that that's why I stepped away from it well, I mean, we had a lot um, of good stuff cooking. Like the album we were working on, I think there were a lot of cool ideas. But right. it, well, I think you, the, the, the problem with that is and the executions are different, and you, we couldn't agree yeah, you on where to with, take them. With eight people's visions of that, and and, and then no one really likes it. Is garbage, <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, and, and and that's not to say that that we had the right idea that they, you know. I mean, I think that everybody in that in that group was. I mean, I I uh, often think of myself as sort of the least talented member. Uh, and and like I think that like, like looking at everybody else, I mean I think had we gone with anybody's vision and just stuck with that, you know, for the most part, I think we would have ended up with a really great product. Um, I think the problem is like that's just that, that's not how. Maybe maybe we should have done that. Done that. I mean maybe it should have been, um, you know, more of a uh, I don't know like a like a Roman <laughs> system, right? Where it's like yeah, you get like you get. X amount of time to be in charge, um, and like you know, you can push your agenda through a lot easier. Um, you know, for the you know, so like yeah, it's just like yeah, okay, so six months, like DJ Ride is in charge of the band. Um, that that would have been I don't know. I mean, I don't know that. That's that an, I never thought of that way of running a band. <laughs> no, I haven't either until like, it's like employee of the month. As or, I was or saying, not employee, it. but like <laughs> dictator of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Rotating, get your agenda across. That's oh man, I'm gonna be thinking about that one. I just imagine calendars. Pros and cons. The dictator of the month calendar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, 
Do you want to play some more music? Let's it's play about some more time. music. So we're um, we're long you, past due for a track. Do you want to do you want to play something off of uh, Tales from a Bearded Wilderness? Yeah, this is Taylor's other other my, album. My other 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 album. My my Afro Cuban side project. Um, this is uh, this is actually a, a, an electronic opera that I've been working on. Um, it's called basically it's called it's called Tales from a Bearded Wilderness, and it follows the story of um, of this guy and, and basically I don't know his, his journey of enlightenment. And he starts out the uh, and 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 it's it's all based on uh, the integrity of his beard. Um, so yeah, this is the uh, this is the scene. This is the song's called uh, "Flight of the Bearded Duck," and it's sort of about how the character Rob um, becomes Truebeard, and uh, and at the moment he uh, achieves enlightenment, he gets eaten by a duck with a huge beard and a twenty foot wingspan and. The duck's beard golden by chance? Uh, no. I mean, not when I imagined it. But um, his beard, while he's being digested by the duck, his beard, um, his original beard falls off, and he grows a new beard um, that's made of of golden threads, and that's when he becomes true beard. So the true beard is gold. The true beard is gold. Yeah. Cool. Um, as opposed to his fake beard, which I guess was just hair. 
Um, worthless hair. <laughs> worthless hair, which is what happens, actually. And, and, and few people know this, and this is sort of why I, I wanted to draw attention to this fact. It's, 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 it's um, not a very common... Um, it's not very common knowledge in the West, but yeah, when you do achieve enlightenment, um, your beard falls out, and a, and a golden one does does grow in to replace it immediately. Um, and I just thought that um, that that would be a good venue to uh, to express that and to, to sort of educate people, remind remind people, world. right? Yeah, <laughs> of what we've lost. <laughs> um, so, um, what's the last um, machine that you've made? The last machine that I've made, um, I actually the last machine I made was for um, was for our keyboardist Celia, um, and it was a it was a a keyboard that generated its own compositions. Um, so basically, what I did was I took um, you know those old like VTech brand talking like the WizKids laptops. So I took one of those and I circuit bent it on its own. Um, and I, uh, I uh, then took a, an old Yamaha keyboard and circuit bent that on its own. And the thing about the Yamaha keyboard is I think it was, uh, yeah, it was four octaves. Um, and so what I did was each, um, there, were, there were 16 connections, right? So there, was, there were, you know, within, within that keyboard itself. So there were... Um, you know, 12, right, that, that correspond to the chromatic scale, right, and then four separate connections, one for each octave. Um, so what I did was I built a patch bay um, and connected an RCA uh, jack to each one of those individual notes um, and then another one to each individual uh, octave. Is this making sense? Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and then patched the uh, patched the the uh, keyboard, or yeah, I'm sorry, the uh, the the computer into that. So the the kid's laptop was was circuit bent in such a way that you basically turned it on and it just did it just made random noise. It just generated random signals at random, you know, and and you'd leave it going and. It would go and go and go, and then it would stop for a while, and sometimes it would stop for 20, 30 minutes, and then just start up again. Um, and so basically you're using... It's, it's, you know, so the inputs are binary, right? So you're saying, um, okay, uh, I'm going to play, I don't know, F sharp, C, and A on octaves 1, 2, and 4. Um, and then you uh you know you patch the 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 laptop in you know i used a toggle switch for that and and it would basically riff on those notes right on on those notes that you told it were okay to play whatever whatever it is that those were um and you just put that together just i have this and i have this what would happen if i do this so you did one thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, do something and then do something else. <laughs> you did something else. Um, I mean, that one there was, and and I just I I, I keep waffling on on um, on on the the role of intentionality in circuit bending, um, and I think that it's in in that sense I was I was pretty pretty clear on on what I wanted to do before I started, but 
um, it it was so it was so weird <laughs> that like I mean I didn't know if I could do it right, and that's sort of the thing about circuit bending is you can think whatever you want it's, and it's kind of like life in that way I guess I, I I guess it's it's maybe a good uh, I don't know meditative practice contemplative practice is is you can you know I think it's important to start with intention right and then. Um, but maybe not to be too attached to results um, because whatever's going to happen is going to happen, you know? It's true, but you so. see things other people don't. Like, uh, I remember going to your house in the kitchen. There was a, a – you used, like, old speaker um, magnets to, like, hang your knives. <laughs> or, like, let's see, another example is right in front of me right now, you just made, like, a boat <laughs> sculpture out of uh, a roll of tape uh, – yeah, I don't even know what. What are all these items? Gets uh, a whammy bar, a piece of toilet paper, uh, some string. Yeah, for those of you, uh, 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 some lamp thing. <laughs> for those of you who aren't in was the that a protractor? Yeah, I think that's a pro. No, it's a compass. A compass. That's uh, right. That's right. And and uh, an old tape dispenser. Uh, yeah, for those of you uh, not in the room, I've sort of been fidgeting this whole time and and. Um, got a hold of a electrical tape and have just sort of been taping together just a, a random assortment of things within reach. I mean, the greatest um, example is like when we got together and said, hey, let's start an alt-country band, and we ended up with this like crazy rap band. We ended up with an eight-year hip-hop project? Yeah. Yeah, that, Although, that was a total kind of accident. Yeah. Happy accident. Well, and I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and I think We just that, went with the moment and the moment and <laughs> the moment and it let us hear... You and I are, I think you and I are a really good team in, in that way because I'll, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up and, and call you or come over and be like, dude, I had the craziest dream last night. I think we should you know, do this. And, and, and like, you can be like, oh, well, um, those are really great ideas. Here's what we can actually do. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and I think that, I mean, I think that there's, there are probably a lot of examples of, of that kind of, um, partnership in history I, I do have to say full disclosure the the speakers the first time I saw that was at um, uh, uh, high mayhem at, at Max Friedenberg in Max Friedenberg's kitchen um, oh yeah man God rest his soul. Rest in peace. Yeah, God. He's he's the first guy that let let me promote a show. Ever. He's the first guy that let me promote a show. He actually he recorded our our band. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My high school band, my band in high school, he helped us record. Um, Blue Waldos. Yeah, that was like our first experience in like a real studio was uh, was Max at High Mayhem. Wow, um, that's awesome. And Sophie, those of you guys listening who don't know us, uh, Zach and I um, were each in bands in high school, um, and we were we were in different bands and would play a lot of shows. I don't know. Would you say with each other, adjacent to each other, same <laughs> venue. Same venue, sometimes Some, same, same night. Sometimes same night, but we hung. We all hung out at the same venue, even when we weren't playing or not. We just all went to Warehouse Twenty One after school or on the weekends, every weekend. Yeah, God, there's there's nothing like Warehouse Twenty One. I don't even not think even Warehouse Twenty One is like Warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, much love to what they're doing and everything, but yeah, know, that absolutely. was just a, a, a different era. Well, I think it's I think it's probably better what they're doing. I don't. I mean. Um, Better, but it, you know, there's something about being able to. Well, <laughs> okay, I so don't I even know. <laughs> when I say better, I mean like I would be like if I had a kid, I would be more comfortable with them hanging out at warehouse now than than I was. Yeah. Then. 
Well, that's where you could be a kid on the fringe and feel at home. And yeah. they, they've kind of tried to pull it more to the center, which I understand that. But it was cool being a little punk kid there and hanging out with other, other little punk, punk kids and doing <laughs> yeah. punk stuff. And, doing punk stuff. And it's better than doing it in the streets. You know, it was cool. You're like, I don't know. It, I think it made a lot of people better, more focused on the music element. Yeah, less no. On the well, I think that that was drugs like, and destructive element. Warehouse Twenty One was. Um, I mean, and, and yeah, I don't want to give the impression that it was. It was just like you know your cool aunt's house where you know she's like oh well yeah you know if they're gonna do it they might as well do it here um because it wasn't wasn't really like that it wasn't like that but it was um i would say i mean two things so I, i think that first is i i never felt more encouraged um in 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 any facet of my life um you know at home at work at school wherever um to to just be totally unapologetically myself um then i then i did at warehouse and and it really um i don't know what you would call what i do now i don't know if i'm an artist or a musician or a photographer or, or what but um whatever it is i am you know i owe a a substantial chunk of that to warehouse um i mean i think that that's they warehouse 21 was was huge in my life in a way that um that very few things have been certainly few institutions, if any, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that that part of that was that um, they did tolerate a a, um, a a wider degree, a wider range of of behavior of you know from teenagers than. Um, you know, the rest of society did. Um, and, I, and I think the benefit to that was that they, uh, you know, it, it felt it felt safe. I mean, I felt safe at Warehouse in a way that I didn't feel safe at home. Um, you know, I think that that's, you know, for, for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, but I think that that's, you know, I don't think we can, but anyway. Um, it taught us to develop we... skills and be more artistic and express ourselves. and. Yes. Op gave us opportunity. Me, I played my first show there when I was 14. And, uh, yeah, it was really crazy, you know, to be able to have that. <laughs> Pretend to be a rock star as such a little kid, you know, that's so great. Oh, Give and, you a taste of what you can have if you work hard. And, and, and Zach's being modest, Zach was a rock star. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little baby rock star. Without um, any of the star, you know, it's 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 funny. I was actually talking a to star in every rock. <laughs> I was talking to you know my best friend Ben was a guitar player for the band that we were in, and and uh, I was talking to him. Table and, salt, and table salt. Um, but we were we were talking about um, just how much easier it was to get people to go out to shows <laughs> in high school, and he was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's it really bugs me that like." Uh, you know the best turnouts I ever got as a and he's a professional musician you know or like some of the best turnouts were, were as a teenager you know Warehouse 21 oh, um, I, I agree with that my <laughs> worst bands had the best turnouts <laughs> I don't know how that happened because um, we were kids we went to school with each other it was a social thing we could give flyers to the people around us now we're all adults we've got lives a lot of us have kids it's kind of like uh, it's different now you, People don't aren't looking for something to do. Technology is enhanced. You can want. Yeah, everyone has a flat screen TV now. You don't have to like 
you can entertain yourself quite easily at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm, and that I'm, sucks, but it's well. And I also think that's what I think uh, it is. And 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 I I feel like I spent some time shitting on Santa Fe, <laughs> uh, to and, and and on the um I don't know the the bar culture the the music culture and, I, and I'm not um I think Santa Fe is an, an incredible city um but I, I I will say that um it is it is difficult and I and I don't know that that anybody would disagree with me um, I'm sure some people would but but I don't think it's it would be too controversial to say that it's it's difficult to get people to leave their house and do things in this city um whether that's uh we just like to chill here bro just, <laughs> just chillers um yeah i mean but yeah whether that's a whether that's a, a musical performance or a uh a gallery opening or you know you end up you know, you go to these things and and you end up seeing the same two or three dozen people you know a city of 80,000 which is weird it's the driving element too i think if we were in new york <laughs> or somewhere where you could get on the subway and you live in a tiny little apartment you don't want to hang out in your tiny little apartment when there's stuff to be going on but here it's like people have a little bit bigger more space right and you know like oh i have to get in my car drive all over there if i drink i could get you know pulled over or if you know i can't drink and drive well, let's, and then let's like talk a about lot that, of the events are dr- driving let's maybe let's maybe drinking. break that down because <laughs> like we can like we can talk about that right like that's what's that an issue in I mean I don't know like I I uh, you know I live in Portland now and I go days without seeing a police car I saw three on the drive here um, you know and, and a lot so, of cops yeah. well I think like the the police presence in Santa Fe and and you know I mean Albuquerque is fair infamous <laughs> for it at this point you know and but I don't know that Santa Fe is and and um, you know I don't know if you're a police officer like like God bless you. Like I'm glad somebody's doing it, but um, that the the police presence does feel more intrusive here than it has anywhere else I've ever lived, and I wonder if that has has and and you know granted we've also got a bigger DUI problem so yeah <laughs> I, mean, know, there's, I mean there's the drinking that that's a big thing is like as a bartender a lot of guests are surprised when they have to get cut off after few beers because a lot of places they're from the tourists have no idea that, that where they come from you can drink until you as long as you got money you know and, <laughs> right. and here it's you know especially where i work we have a beer limit and i tell people i'm sorry you can only you've had your limit you know they get pissed they go, what the hell they don't understand because driving th- there's altitude here too higher altitude right. you start drinking uh you get drunk a lot faster so tourists don't really recognize that and um we have just had insane like families die every year from someone driving down the wrong way the highway because they're drunk or something so it is a problem yeah i mean Uh, so i I don't know if we're handling it the right way like the servers get in trouble uh like if i'm to serve someone and then they go and cause get in an accident i'm gonna be in trouble and that's right. a little, you know, it's like the liability needs to be more on the people. Well, the only way to do that, and 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 it's weird, right? And and I mean, you took. When was the last time you took the the servers, uh, the servers class? A couple like, of years ago. Did you take ago. the online one? A couple of years ago. Um, I took the online one, and I was like, first of all, I was drunk, um, and and secondly, uh, yeah, it was well, it was weird because it was. Um, 
you know, they're basically, they're like, this is on you. Like, this is on, like, you are responsible for regulating someone else's buzz. Um, and, and, you know, coming from being a, being a server, a bartender, you know, whatever, um, it's, you know, if, if it's, if it's, you know, I don't know, 830 on a Friday night and you can have, you can have 20 or 30 guests and there's no way that you can, you can keep track of everybody's buzz. So there's no, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those issues where it's, it's super clear to me that the people who wrote that law have never actually worked in a restaurant. Um, and I think that the only way to enforce that law is is to also force service to carry around a breathalyzer. Um, and yeah, great. Like I'm I'm happy to to order you another martini. Like just blow into this thing. Um, and and I've thought about that. It's so <laughs> awesome to be like when I cut someone off. No, no, you can't have another one. Oh yeah, I'm so, you tell me I'm drunk. You tell me I'm drunk. Bet you your tab. I'll bet you your tab you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I win, you know, I don't know, I'll have to get you tip me 100%. Something, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, yeah, I mean but it's it's like there's no other way to enforce it. And, and so it's weird. It's 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 that is that is the only tool that you could put at a server's disposal. Um you know to to make that to make that enforceable. Um, and and no nobody would be okay with that. I mean, yeah, it's it's not like, and I, I don't know. It sounds like a great idea until you know the the guys who made that law go from the roundhouse to Rio Chama next door and have to blow into a breathalyzer to get their cocktail. Um, <laughs> and I yeah, I just I don't see that happening. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I don't know. I think. Liquor laws everywhere are weird. They're all different, and they're all you know. Each state is sort of this hodgepodge of, of antiquated. My favorite is is in Texas. Um, there's a law, and it's still in the books. It's still a valid law, um, and it's uh, you are not allowed to drink in a bar or restaurant unless you are 21, um, unless you're accompanied by your father. Only father. Only your father, specifically, um, and and they've you know they've they've broadened the interpretation to be any parent, uh, right? Like mom, your dad, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess at, you know at the time, like the law in the book still says father, presumably because it was written at a time when you know decent women didn't frequent saloons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you find that all over the place. So we wanted to play a state of the Mingo track for you. And we've got tons from the old days. But we thought in the spirit of being fresh and bringing something new to the world, we'd play a demo from something that we've been working on right now. Um, the song we selected actually is a little bit more serious than your uh, usual Mingo tone, um, which is, I don't want to say for you to expect that new tone from us. We just sometimes write songs about different things. Uh, so Have uh, no expectations when listening to our album and living your life. Yeah, let's just leave it with that. So here's the uh, all new uh, demo track. We're still waiting on getting cuts from DJ Ride, uh, the rest of the members input, but this is something uh, Taylor produced the beat and he and I wrote wrote some verses and recorded them. So we're gonna end, end out this episode. Thanks for coming, Taylor. Hey, thanks for having me. It was it was awesome to be here. I appreciate I mean, the opportunity. You were here before it was a radio show. 
So, Rah Rah Room thanks you. Here is Bradley Demo by State of Domingo. So they're telling us that things are getting better now I don't believe it, but they seem to be deceiving All these trendy sweater clowns accused of being a pessimist Just honest with my estimates Well, tensions bear the evidence So my stance maintains relevance Donkey elephant, y'all made up of the same elements No matter how you're telling it, you bought and sold So hell with it, big business politics, you bunch of pricks This is why this world poverty exists So let the people come together Stand up for something better Rise to the sky like this fire under our tail feathers It's time to be that change that we're looking for Sure, with legalizing weed. Now let's do something more. Get those damn fetties away from our immigrant stores. Don't wet your drawers. Ain't taking the jobs of you and yours. And it's not your lady womb or baby to support. So it sure ain't your choice whether or not to abort. This Americans have memories like elephants on heroin Dismissing that and this and living smitten with the businesses That divvy up the benefits while daddy's washing dishes Feeding three kids and treated like skeeters and leeches The beaches are teeming with billionaire cribs Star-bellied sneakers while the trickle-down drips Scrimmage as a kid and it was shirts and skins And now it suits in the shirtless and guess who wins? It's like trying to dunk when your legs have been tied up It's like trying to get a drink when the whale's been dried up We've been living hand to mouth, now we're sick and we're tired of it Shit's going south and they're scared and they're frightened of us Prison is a pig pen of misguided ambitions And more ammunition just rips up the stitches And I know it itches, it's part of the sickness It gets to the heart and it rids us of innocence drunk and something seems like a really good idea and then you wake up the next day and it seems like a really bad idea because it is either you're relieved because you didn't do it or uh you totally regret doing it anyway the night before anyway uh we should totally write a song about that i think it's a great idea uh because i think people can totally relate to that i can um also uh uh, here's uh, what you got to do also in general uh, do something and then do something else so get this uh, the secret to success do something and then do something else super important uh, I'm going to say it again because it's really really important do something and then do something else all right uh anyway i'll see you uh day after tomorrow it'll be uh it'll be a fucking hoot uh that's actually seen i love you hard bye